begins now. Capital 263. I'm not a slut. I just love love. Okay. Hey, 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 hey. You're listening to Miss Mary on the Nuke Nation. Um, okay, this sounds so fake. I'm sorry. I didn't really mean to do that. But Onai just kind of just pounced on me and said I should introduce the show. So I had to sort of, you know. But yeah, welcome to 99 The Other Guys. It is Saturday, the 13th, 12th. Yes. 12th of the month and we have Musa. What's up? And Onai. Hey! And Yasha, she's here. Yes. Sponsored by Le Spot. We're out here at Le Spot. Having I'm having the famous wedgies. Number (laughs) Yeah, I'm having the potato wedges. So yeah, so I'm introducing the show. Um oh, when I came, I had a story. I was saying to Onai and the other guys, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, guess who I met today? I met one of my tweeps. Um, what do they call them? One of my favorites. Yes, one of my favorites. She's a fellow blogger as well. So we had breakfast. Her name is Miss Taku. And yeah, it was pretty awesome. You know when you like have banter with someone on Twitter and it's like so awesome, it's like so cool. And then you actually sit down with them and you talk to them and you just share stories and stuff. It's super awesome. Yes, yes. So yeah, shout out to Miss Taku. It was awesome hanging girl. We should do this again. And yeah, so... <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> yeah, so today is like a freestyle episode, really. We don't know what we're talking about. That's why I did the intro. And, bruh, I don't know. Onai, I want to chip in now. Because, like, <laughs> I really want to eat my fries. I'm really hungry. So, yeah. Yes. All right, so, hey, welcome to the show. Um, Today, because we had our ex- outdoor mics, yeah? And this guy called Brian Willis came late with him. No so, relation to Bruce. He's one of the, like, so he's really late with the mic. So we actually can't have a show, but not to, I want to say something like, no. don't worry. You know what? The the flagship the, the channel the today flight at half past. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what we're actually going to do today is we're going to have what we call Hustle and Grow. And we're going to have Ernest Makina. He's a photographer from Skies. Uh, I met him at the beginning of the year with this really lit conversation. This is actually what happened, yeah? We were holding on to this podcast for almost half a year. Uchite, um, how does he feel about Please, Mr. Makina, please, uh, can you just, uh, after this, just post the comment telling us how you feel about the fact that you recorded this at the beginning of the year and it's now coming out now. Please tell us, how do you feel about that? Thank you. You know, it doesn't really matter. Like, um, it does matter. It does matter. Does All ma- lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 one of the things, like, Ernest McKinnon is one of the, you know, you know, a, a photographer that Twimbos, you know, you've got a lot, but then he's, he's one of them, those in skies. So when I met him, right, we actually recorded the whole episode in his car. Like the way I'm holding the mics right now is how we actually recorded the episode in his car. It's a nice white car. It's a nice white German vehicle. <laughs> it's something that I don't drive in. In fact, I don't drive in anything, to be honest. Um, but of course I can drive. I've got a license to prove it. But then, prove. All right. So, so yeah. So, so listen to Ernest McKenna and I'll probably catch you somewhere in the middle, Andy. Yeah, and some in the middle of the episode, and Yes. Yeah, I don't know what we'll be talking about, but then, yeah. Here's Eris McKenna, Hustle and Grow. Shout out to you, my guy. So, um, by day, you may find him at the National University of Science and Technology in the Department of Library and Information Science. Um, online, the dude is known for saying cheese. <laughs> oh, he, he grabs, like, a moment in your history that you're going to show your grandkids and everything. And... A hashtag like wedding things or something. I've never yeah. seen him do yeah. corny. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've never seen him do corny like hashtags. Uh, it's 
it's a person I happen to have met by chance because he knows a friend of ours, like a mutual friend. So shout out to you, Christopher. Yeah. I know you're listening to this. Uncle Christopher. Chris. Uncle Chris. An awesome <laughs> dude. Um, it's Ernst McKenna, man. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Welcome to the city. Hey, come, the thing is, a lot of people say welcome to the city. It's my city. I was born and raised here, so it's it's Sky it's, City. It's, it's back home. Yeah. Uh so I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I, we, McKenna and I sat for like an hour having conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, all the yeah. questions I have, you just feel. For <laughs> like I, I feel like the stuff that we can be talking about right now is very very shallow. But like I know a lot of people know you for photography, so I'm gonna yes, kick sir. off with that. So yeah. take me back to the moment, right, when you held the camera in your hands, yeah. and you're like, "This is what I'm probably gonna be doing for." This is what I'm going to be known for mm-hmm. throughout Zimbabwe. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. When was that moment? Funny enough, that moment actually did happen. Um, so was, actually, it actually did, did happen. Because like, no, I actually don't know what happened. It actually did happen. Yeah. It was like way back in 2011. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I had just like finished my time at the British Council and whatnot. And, you know, during like the Intasa Festival of the Arts, yeah. like a series of photographers that had come, not just locally, but also internationally. Mm-hmm. I had the privilege of just assisting someone and I held his camera. And for some reason, it's like all of the poetry I'd been trying to write, you know, you write so many poems and they never make sense. Uh But for some reason, shooting allowed me to actually like, you know, bring that poem to life. So it was just instant chemistry. But at that stage, I didn't even think of what I could become with it. It just made so much sense at that time. When did you move from that particular day to when you started taking it up a lot more seriously? All right. So at that point in time, obviously I couldn't afford the camera. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to like start saving for the camera. And um, when I could actually afford it, a friend of mine came from abroad and I managed to spend a, a day shooting one of my friends um, I'm wedding. Now, this was interesting because as I was part of the bridal team, I was also shooting pictures. Okay, so, so, wedding. You, so you had more selfies than anything. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that possible. Um, I wish it was that possible. But during that day, um, I was extremely happy because again, what I would see I would be able to capture. I mean, it's so amazing that you have something in your head uh, and then you actually bring it to life. There's nothing as creatively beautiful as to see something before it happen, happens and then bring it to life. And doing it through photograph, photographs just changed the whole game for me. So that's the day when I actually decided, you know what? I could actually take this seriously and I could actually go further with this. And that was the first step. So who who's the person who told you like, listen, ah. talk, your pictures are dope. Uh, <laughs> let me pay for you. Let me pay to do this for you. I think the first person was the guy whose wedding I shot. He was my colleague. Wait, wait. So, so wait. This guy did not have any photographer. He I had. Think. He had a photographer. But it seems like I did a better job than he did. And you had, so, he had no... He had, you didn't have so much practice before. I, I did not have much practice before yeah. that. Um, I think for me, it was like a shoot and go. It, I don't know if it was beginner's luck or if it was the poetry or if it was the art. Uh-huh. But... Everything just made sense from that point onwards. So I just went with it. It's, I think it's quite interesting that a lot of people think whenever like I've, I've seen lists where like tell us the most dopest photographers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. always mention, I think KB Mpov. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they mention, there's who else? There's Henry Oliver. There's Henry Oliver. Yeah. They put your name there. Yeah, yeah. But you aren't even, <laughs> you don't even go to school for this. <laughs> like when it comes to creativity, like what type of self taught schooling or whatever did you do what type of investment did you make to get from where you were yeah 
and where you are now? Well, it's actually a bit um, of a question that makes you start taking stock. Yeah, of how, much, how much money yeah, 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 you, you spend? Mm. Because there's some tutorials that you'll need to do. I mean, there's always instances where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm failing to get to this. Oh my gosh, I'm not understanding this. Mm. And you don't always have your mentor. I mean, one of the one of the beginning things, one of the first things that you obviously need to have is to have a mentor mm. or people that you look up to who you emulate and learn from because you shadow a lot when you're involved in creative, in creative, visual creativity. You mm. shadow a lot. You take some time underneath someone's wing, um, be it someone who you can see or someone who you see online. So the investment and the learning is in every conversation, in every image, in every mistake that you make and in every interaction that you have with the camera, each and every day, you're learning something new. Um, be it you sitting down in front of YouTube or you having a discussion with other photographers, mm. you are learning as you go. You definitely are someone who has grown from what you were the first time that you ever clicked an image. Sorry, guys, I just needed to cut Ernest off. I'm going to ask him a very interesting question afterwards. But I want to thank each and every person who's listening to Naina and the other guys, new listeners, old listeners, for listening to this particular episode of Naina and the other guys. Please, you can like all our content on Capital 263. That's Facebook, Capital 263 Instagram, Capital 263 on uh, Twitter. And you can look at all the amazing shows, Keep It Real Fridays, Politics and Beyond, The Hangover, Career Pod, a whole lot of different shows that are coming on through to the show. Oh, My Two Cents as well. So, Review if you listen to us from iTunes Because you can get us there too And uh, let's get into this small little segment We're calling like a minute of wokeness And I think first up is Miriam I think Oh no, it's Musa Here we go Access granted <clears throat> Musa's minute of wokeness you, you know when you realize When you take a bath And you are in your tub okay, And you are taking a bath now you open up that plug and the water is going into that sink. Imagine you washing all, all of your debt, your sins away and going into that sink. Right? It's how you must deal with life's problems. Wash it away and wash it, watch it going into the sink. That is my 40 seconds of wokeness. Thank you. I wonder if you can a blog. So, so do you do a minute of focus here, Miri? Afterwards, gonna right now. Let's do it now. Miri, 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 hey, hey, hey. minute of of absolutely everything, anything. Okay, well, since Musa did like a minute of wokeness and all, you know, internal cleansing and whatnot. Yes. yes well, let me focus on like well-being as a whole. So. Yeah, for the last two weeks or so, I started gym. Yay. 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 <laughs> and I was running as well. And although it was pretty hectic the first week, uh, it's actually pretty fun. I mean, yeah. And you actually feel better during the day. Like, you won't be sluggish and stuff. So, I think a lot of people should start being active and just run or something. Or do sit-ups at home. Or, yeah, it's actually pretty fun and cool. And you feel good. And you look good. That's my minute or so of anything. <laughs> Alright, so I think closing the, closing up the show today, at the very end of the show, you shall hear the voice of the lovely Nyasha Tembeza. Uh, and she'll tell us a little bit about the spot, like the new stuff. Like in the spot, because I know I'm sure there's a couple of new things. So let's just get back to Ernest McKenna, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. You know, when you speak about that, I feel like 
now going back to more of the conversation we we're having before. Yeah. So many of us think that you can just microwave your success. Oh man. How important <laughs> is it for a person to serve, to grind? I was mm-hmm. talking to Zaza mm-hmm. uh, when we did the Danegore interview. Oh, she yeah, said, oh, yeah. And, and she said she she used to carry, she came from Mashingo and she carried mm-hmm. bags. Yes. Right? Yes. She was carrying bags, she was cleaning toilets. Yeah. And right now she's one of the most celebrated playwrights in Zim, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. why do you think like so many of us don't understand the idea of I'm going to be a mentee, I'm going to be a, yeah. a sword bearer of sorts, I'm going to be a bag carrier, yeah, I'm going yeah, to yeah, like yeah, yeah. W- w- what's the fundamental thing that they miss from that process? Uh, um, um, that is a process, a very important process. And I think that's could delve into what I would like to term the quarter, quarter life uh, crisis okay. where we as the millennials, the young people, the what? The, is it the white generation now? The uh, white yeah, generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have a formal to success. We want to rush success. We don't want to work hard for it. We want to wake up having succeeded. Yeah. Um, we overlook the importance of going through the fundamentals because even I, as I stand right now, mm. um, what I've managed to achieve right now is a result of just like you said, carrying the bags and 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 being on the receiving end of being a mentee. Mm. Um, and I feel like the fundamentals I learned them thoroughly because I had to appreciate the importance of all those things. Like in photography, mm. some of the fundamental things that you need to do as a mentee is to understand lighting. So sometimes you're always going to be carrying lights um. for photography. You might not even ever shoot a single image as a mentee, but you'll always just be redirecting lights, you know, holding reflectors. Sometimes you'd be charged to actually carry the cameras, charge them, or you can be chased to go buy um, rechargeable batteries uh. because that's what's needed there. But you learn the essence, you learn the importance, you learn the fundamentals. You start appreciating the very cornerstones that make up that art, the things that actually build. Because when you look at an art, mm. most of the times you take it from the surface and you think, oh, okay, photography. I just click, snap on a high expensive camera mm. and I've produced an amazing image. Mm. But there's so much involved. There's so much involved in creating quality and to arrive there you have to uh, appreciate the fundamentals you who was your mentor oh man <laughs> who were your mentors which people made you carry wow. wow just about every senior photographer here uh. in, Zimb- in in Bulawayo mm. um, there's Henry Oliver mm. there's Cyril Nube uh, distinct with KB um, I, I, I've had an interaction with just about every photographer here in Bulawayo in a different capacity. Mm. And I wouldn't want to say mentorship, mentorship. It's, it's, it's conversations. Yes. It's, it's, it's learning through collaboration. It's learning through fellowship because sometimes it's not necessarily about constantly being on the art. Mm. It's about the character that comes with the art. And you learn more by the characters involved in the art than you do sometimes in just creating. So I'd like to believe it's more the conversations than it is the people. It's it's super refreshing actually because now there's so much there's so much that I think us millennials are learning so, like mm-hmm, especially mm-hmm. like social media the internet has opened up spaces so like for example just doing podcasts for yeah, example yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just opened up all these different spaces for us to work yeah now you have got a love and hate relationship with social media <laughs> like so, so I'm just true. saying I'm saying because the conversation we're having before yeah, and yeah it's, it's like we're talking about the idea that you know we're saying so much fakeness like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, kind mm-hmm, of find mm-hmm. it sometimes very difficult you've only got high resolution pictures mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. can't not have high resolution pictures because you're yes. 
photographer. Yes, yes. Do you think that we'll ever find a balance of actually being real? Like, do you feel like sometimes mm-hmm. you photographers are in charge of painting a false narrative yes. of our people? Yes. <laughs> I, I think I think I think I think we to. we are definitely we're definitely guilty of uh, of painting this utopia of painting this perfect um, um, uh, realities. Mm. Um, I think social media has uh, made it possible for people to assume uh, new personas online and this personas leads perfect idealistic lives and the biggest challenge is that um this is our business this is where we make the money from so there's no way i can, no way stop, can stop doing that like, but um like you like you mentioned earlier on arriving at that balance um i believe that like social media is a different realm mm. from the real world but at the same time you do not want to be in a position where you post or present yourself in a totally um, opposite way from who you are because what you say online is what you're going to be accountable in person. I mean, we need to be very careful of our digital footprints. I mean, what you, what persona you put there, you'll be held liable legally and even socially. So I'd like to believe that we need to arrive at that balance, but perhaps this is just a quagmire of other challenges. Perhaps the reason why there isn't that balance is because at <laughs> Namabasa. So you know, we, we don't have jobs. We've got, we've got nothing else we don't have jobs. We, we don't have something to celebrate. We don't have something to chase. We don't have dreams to be pursuing because all we are doing is spending time to hustle for that bundle, to spend more time online. And, you know, you are subsumed by that behavior online. You assume that persona and that persona sort of like engulfs you and becomes you. So I'd like to believe that this is just the tip of the iceberg. It's not necessarily um, something yeah, that we have created uh, it's something we have inherited as a result of our current circumstances so so what's your relationship with the statement that says that um, never have we seen a generation mm-hmm. that has documented so much <laughs> about doing so, so little, little <laughs> you know like as, as a custodian of what we are documenting mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like where do you stand with that particular statement? Okay, you know that statement is a double-edged sword. Yeah. I mean, it could be true and it could be untrue. True in the fact that, yes, we sort of like celebrate the smallest of things. Mm. You know, you buy yourself an ice cream, you're celebrating that. You're going to work. You know? you're cele- <laughs> I'm, I'm off to work. Yeah, I'm like, off to work really? while <laughs> you were sleeping. I mean, hey, we do need to sleep. Come on. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I'd like to believe that, yes, um, we've, we've sort of like um, started drowning into a, a seemingly endless pool of mediocrity where we celebrate the smallest of achievements. We celebrate things that do not advance us. Mm. We have sort of like forgotten what it means to progress as a generation. Mm. Um, And again, we're inheriting sometimes subcultures from elsewhere. So I'd like to believe that that is a huge problem that um, we need to deal with. And one of the ways of dealing with that is for us to find our purposes. One of the ways of dealing with that is finding a new sense of emotional intelligence. Mm. But you don't just arrive there. You know, we need opinion leaders. Where, where, where is your purpose? This is 2018. Wow, like, man. Where, you just had to ask like, that where, question. No, I'm, 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 you know, because like, sometimes I feel like it's not what it's where. Like, yeah. you may not know exactly what, but I know mm-hmm, the area mm-hmm, you're supposed mm-hmm, to be. Mm-hmm. So w- w- when it comes to Ernst McKenna, like, 
We know you as a lecturer yes. who's probably loved by yes. students. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know about that. I hope so. <laughs> but then where is uniquely... And, and then you, you, you're a celebrated photographer. Yes, ma'am. But yes, where's your purpose? Like, Okay. <sighs> that, that, for me... At one point in time, I used to think that my purpose was just to capture true emotion. But in, in whatever sense. In, 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 in whatever sense. Mm. But I've come to appreciate that um, through each and every conversation, yeah. I think pursue progress and growth. Wow. So what I'm simply trying to do is to sort of like change the image of Zimbabwe on picture at a time. Mm. But I want to gradually change that to change the, the, the narrative of Zimbabwe one conversation at a time in the direction of growth and the direction of progress, whereby the key engine are images, images that tell a story, a story that sort of inspires hope, a story that sort of like cleans and washes away the perception that's negative around the young people and the mm. narrative of this, our developing nation, mm. to inspire ourselves and to represent ourselves as an inspired and inspiring nation. So I'd like to believe that for me, purpose at one point in time, I thought I had found it, but it keeps on rediscovering me. I mm. keep on rediscovering mm. it. And the most beautiful thing about this thing called purpose is that you can never actually fix it and say, this was what I was built to do. You keep on learning, experimenting, and just getting a new high on life as you find out your relationship with your purpose. Now you were at the Vic Falls Carnival. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You were at the Vic Falls Carnival. I didn't know that. <laughs> I, 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 or, or at least one would want to think of photographer. Like yeah, it was of course. There. Of course. Of um, course. From a photographer's eye. Perspective, yeah. Yes. What's the most beautiful thing that you saw there? Diversity. Yeah. Diversity. Um, the celebration of the difference of Africans, not Zimbabweans, but Africans. Mm. How we all came underneath a Zimbabwean sun mm. and celebrated the beauty of a new year mm. within the differences of our colors. Mm. I mean, we had people from Botswana, mm -hmm. South Africa, Zimbabwe, mm. Zambia, and other places um, internationally. Mm. But there was no difference. We all spoke the same language. We all spoke the same language of celebrating ourselves mm. and seeing through a new year. Mm. And that's one thing I would have loved to come back and take here to say, you know, it felt like a totally different um, 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 section of Zimbabwe. It was so beautiful. It was so inspiring. It was relaxing. But at the same time, it was different. I mean, you know, you go to a carnival, mm. you're expecting, oh, okay, I'm going to be shooting images and all that. Mm. But with each conversation, you're learning something different. You're appreciating things differently. So a carnival was a huge lesson for me. That's dope. Let's take it back to what apparently you're known for here. So apparently you are known for more for shooting weddings. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it because that's where the money is or is this because that's what, what your preference is right now? Well, unfortunately, sometimes you do what you have to do to mm, do what, what you, you want, want to do. Yeah. And... Right now in Zimbabwe, when you're looking at the market, I mean, photography is very diverse. There's so many types of photography, sports photography, wildlife photography, branding, and so forth. And for me, in my niche and in my targeted marketing, I've been working with, with, with wedding photography. Mm. I'd like to believe that I've figured out some working formula of some sort. Mm. I might not be where I'd love to be, but definitely something is moving forward. Mm. So wedding photography has sort of like become the identity, it has become the brand. Mm. But um, it's not 
just the only thing that I'm about. I love to work on images that speak stories. And even in the wedding photography itself, I try to speak stories, a love story, um, try to give like an emotional register of how people were feeling on that day. Mm. Um, a fairy tale uh, documentation of how that specific day went. So it's like trying to apply the passion in that specific field in wedding photography. So, so like, we come to this question like, is there one experience of the worst <laughs> ever? Either oh, like no. something crazy <laughs> that happened at a wedding or like something that totally went wrong. Yes. What happened? Yes. Um, in my starting out years, yeah. um, I had a memory card that failed in the middle of a wedding. No way. I had a memory card that failed in the middle of a wedding and I was still starting out. Mm. So it meant that that was the only memory card that I had on me. Mm. So that's, that, that, that was a real big low because, you know, as a creative, one of the biggest promises you make is quality and delivery. So that didn't happen. So, so you didn't even take any pictures? Well, okay. I did take pic pictures. I had to come up with a, a quick uh, rescue solution. So what did you do? Well, I had to call up one of my own fellow photographers who then came through and helped me out. So did you stop the waiting? So that guys no, 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 no. <laughs> you find ways of making everything look like as if it's going well. The last thing you want is to cause panic on a bride and a groom. And that what, is the last thing we want. the wedding had you got to? Well, fortunately, I'd covered the ceremony. Mm -hmm. I managed to recover the images, by the way. Okay. Of course, I had the, the memory card crashed. Mm -hmm. But um, there's just a bit of a section that I had to start shooting with my cell phone. <laughs> and, they, and they still don't know that. Well, of course, you find a way of making things not appear as they as are. In, so, so, yeah. So, and, and for you, the best experience at a wedding? Best experience at a wedding was making sure that the people enjoyed their shoot. Like, this is not just a once-off thing. It's a consistent thing. You can have for life. Because this is your one day where everything is working out. Well, so everything's supposed to go well. At least, yeah. You know, at least. And come on, from a photographer, you're the last person who needs to be stressing a bride or a groom. You know, you're supposed to make their day memorable. Mm. So that is a consistent thing that constantly happens now. Like I say, there's a working formula and that's the working formula. Talk me through like um, your typical day as far as, because cause I'm thinking, so a lecturer's job is very, very, very attention intensive. Yes. And so is a photographer's job. True. So, so what's a typical day for you like? Like, are you now more to photography than being a lecturer or it's both, how, how have you found that balance? Okay. Oh, at least just talk me through a typical day. A typical day. All right. So I don't necessarily wake up in the morning. Okay. Because my day would have started off the previous day. Uh, so typically, I'm probably going to go to school to uh, deliver a couple of lectures, yeah. um, which I would have obviously have had to prepare for before yeah. school starts. So after delivering lectures, you know, take some time out, take some recess. If you have some sessions at the studio after hours, you can always have those sessions at the studio. Yeah. But everything starts at the end of the day which is kind of weird because that's the same time that you're preparing for your students. If you're going through their projects, you're going through them at the end of the day because there's less people on campus. Mm. So you can pay more attention. And the same applies with images as well. So you find that you end up having longer days and longer nights and you have less sleep because you're editing, you're marking, you are reading, you're studying. Mm. So it's a very difficult thing to balance. But fortunately, uh, most of the times, these things, Things don't um, clash because you can always have your photo shoots towards the end of the week. Mm. Your lectures tend to be intensive in the beginning of the week mm. and you sacrifice your sleep here and there. If, if you had to choose 
one. Wow, that is such a hard question. I will have to go politically correct right now. (laughs) I don't know who's listening to this. Uh, I'll have to choose my current career as a lecturer right now. However, if they both paid the same amount? I would have to go with photography. So that's where your passion is. That's where passion is. I totally get it. Like, listen. But then passion fuels profession. (laughs) You know, I've always found it very weird. Like, how do I find the balance between my passion and profession? Mm -hmm. Because just like you, I also have a day job that is too, Totally different totally from the different. stuff that we're doing now. Mm-hmm. And like, at what point, you know, to just today I was talking to my supervisor because I was at NAST mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's like, mm-hmm. you are a multi-talented person. Yeah. Onai. And yes. this is not about me. guys. I've seen that anyway. Like, You're a multi-talented <laughs> person, Onai, but you need to choose one. I don't like that. I don't want to choose one. Like, do you face that dilemma as well? Um, because b- before you answer, because I've seen your stuff on SoundCloud. So I don't know if you're a rapper before, right? <laughs> I've seen you blogging. Man, this guy has really done his research. Right. <laughs> and 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 you're into poetry. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's yeah, photography. Yeah, and yeah. then there's this academic show. Yeah. And you I'm sure you loved all of them. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. So, pretty much. So how do you how do you deal with that dilemma? Because I know it's, I know um, the only one. I'd like to believe that um plurality mm. is 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 the new is the new direction of our our, our new uh generation, right? Mm, yeah. Where we're you could start off your day doing this and later on you're going to be doing that. I mean, all over the world, people have more than one job. Yeah. And similarly, all over the world, people have more than one passion. They have more than one thing that they deal with. Are they, are they all so the, different from the each challenge, other? The though? challenge is that nowadays, these passions are more pronounced. They are more communicated. They have avenues for them to be published. They have avenues for them to be pronounced. Mm. So it then starts to look like you're delving into so many things at the same time, yet people have been doing this for the for the, for the longest, longest of time. time. Yeah. So that's the only challenge is that people now have the avenues to sort of like publish and portray what they're passionate about. Mm. So I'd like to believe that when people say you need to choose one, I don't think that's correct mm. because as, as, as young people, we are still discovering ourselves. What yeah. if you choose the wrong thing? What if you sacrifice what was truly driving you mm. for something else? So a person should be given the freedom for them to execute their different passions in their different capacities. If you're involved in poetry, that's cool. If you're involved in filming, try that. If you're involved in all those different things, mm. that's the diversity that we're speaking about. There's beauty in plurality. There's beauty in executing all of your talents. Ha, that's, I think that's the best answer to like plurality is like one of the things we really have to think of. Now, thinking of plurality, I'm just going to ask you this hypothetical question. Mm -hmm. There is your, you know how you've got like a dream team of the 11 best players. (laughs) When you talk about soccer and stuff, right? If you're going to pick the best team for a wedding, Mm -hmm. right? I'm going to use wedding because there's so many roles and duties there. Yeah, true. Who would be your photographer? Who would be your MC? Who would be your... Like a pastor? I don't know. <laughs> who, 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 which, if you're going to pick up, like, uh, would do your cake? Like, which, what, what would be your, like, your ultimate team? That's, like, such a difficult question. I can imagine. That is such a difficult question because you have so many good working relationships with different people. Yeah. Um, I probably would have my whole bridal team be filled up with just photographers. Because ah, you know? they'd know how to take the pictures. <laughs> they would know, they would know how to dance and enjoy. Mm. That's what they would know. Um... I'm not too sure, man. That's actually very hard for me. I've, I've been thinking about that. Funny enough, that I should ask that question. Aye. I've been thinking about that. And I've got like a very good circle of people that I've worked with and people who I know would deliver. Mm. So I'd have to decline in answering that. Okay. <laughs> but at least tell me which has been your most memorable shoot. Um, wedding-wise? 
Or just in general? Just in general. Hmm, let's see. The one that's like one of those that you wish, that you hope stands out on your press kit. Um, that would have to be the Matopo photo walk. Now, the Matopo photo walk was not necessarily a glorious or glamorous or overhyped photo shoot. Mm. Here, what we're trying to do was to start off a culture of young people who have skills mm. in uh, digital media mm. to share their narrative. Mm. So we gathered up photographers, mm. whether amateur, professional, or even someone who's just a photo enthusiast. Mm. And we made our way to um, the Amakuku Heritage, mm. right? And we drove there and we had sites. We had um, a tour guide who took us to different places. And our aim mm. was to actually show the narrative of... Um, the Amagugu people, okay. the people within that space. And mm. for me, that really spoke because finally, you could empower more people than the people who are just your assistants as photographers. Mm. Finally, we could speak the story of Zimbabwe. And I like to believe I would love to repeat that because it spoke so much in the use, the direction and the passion. And as far as it goes now, in terms of speaking the narratives, mm -hmm. which... I mean, like you spoke about this, but right now, which one do you think is the most relative narrative that we need to speak about now as creatives in Zimbabwe? Right now, as creatives in Zimbabwe, apart from just creating, we need to reshape the direction of us as young people. Mm. I'd like to believe um, we are the people who are uh, showing the direction of which our economy is going to go. Mm. And... The, 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 the narrative should not just be on creatives. Mm. It should be on all the young people who are building the nation, all the young, young people who are adding value, those people who are playing their part in mm. the sustainable development of the country. Mm. Like if someone is involved in, 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 in hubs, if someone is involved in entrepreneurship, startups, their narrative has to be communicated. Mm. People who are doing neuro, neuroscience all those different narratives, they need to be communicated. We need to inspire each other. We need to show that we are playing a part in improving what is happening around us. So, no. There we go. Uh, if there was a blip, it's because the mic acted funny. So, so no, yeah. I, sort of, I have a little fun here. So, yeah. um, photos, taking pictures. Yeah. I am... What's the difference between a person with a very with a twelve hundred with a I don't twelve hundred twelve D twelve hundred D or seven hundred D photograph who's walking? Because I see a lot of these guys, especially Narari, say okay, I'll do photo some Canon walking mm -hmm, around mm -hmm, just taking mm -hmm. pictures. What's the difference between a person with a camera and a person of a photographer? Like, the, <laughs> like, like an actual, where do people get Because I'm seeing a lot of guys with cameras, yep. but I don't see too many yep. good photos out yep. there. Yeah, that's that's so true. In fact. Sometimes when you go to events like the carnival, you do find um, people who are revealing, just, you know, revelers, mm. carrying cameras of a higher, you know, make, mm. you know, recent cameras and all that, but still failing to yield decent compositions, still, still failing to yield uh, basic images. And I like to believe that um, it's all about the person who's shooting the image. You mm. could have the best gun there is and still fail to hit your target. Yeah. So essentially, it's all about some of the basics that we have like your composition mm. how you're going to crop how you're going to see your image um, how you're going to make sure that your lighting is set mm. um, how you're going to frame your people and mm. all that all those basic things you know like your rule of thirds and all that mm. that's what then distinguishes a person carrying a camera 
and a photographer. So we've all got like amazing cameras nowadays yep. on our phones and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If some people who may never be able, okay, actually some people can't afford you because I think you come at a very high price. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah, think you yeah, come at yeah. a very high price. Yep, and yeah. you're not ashamed of it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> do you, do it took what, a lot to get you, here, so yeah. So generally, how much would it cost? Like? No, I can't reveal that. I, so, <laughs> I cannot reveal that. Oh, but, but let's just say I just want to take uh, the perfect picture with my phone. Yeah. What are just general tips to it? Well, obviously, it's all about you trying to use the phone in manual mode. So no, it allows for you to have control over using. So take your away phone. the auto then. Not necessarily take away your auto, but if you want to have a control, if you want to have a feel, mm. and if you want to explore the different dimensions and capacities of your phone, mm. take it to manual. Okay. Of which a lot of new phones, and even phones from a couple of years back, they don't have. They that. have that. They do. Well, you can actually take it you off. You can change your exposure values. You can change your metering. You can actually put the, the grid so that you can use and align your subjects in the image. Like okay. that. Okay. I'm going to take a picture of me. Like, like, this, like this one is like a picture. This, this picture is taken on my phone. All right. On your phone. On my phone. Yeah, but just to note, um, phonography mm-hmm. has become like the new dimension of photography. Okay. And there is like a raging um, 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 debate to say that, do we still need photographers if I can bring my iPhone and it has its image stabilizer, it has its zoom lens and I can throw it onto a jib, I can put it on a grid, I can Mm. put it on a slider and achieve the same thing. Do I still need you? But is the, is the, is the quality of, Yes, the, the quality. No, no, so, so I'm, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think: is, is, is it about the, for the, the, the thing that's taking the photo, or the skill behind the person who's taking it's it? It's still the skill At behind the, the, the person day, who's uh, taking yeah. it. That to the point that today, even film itself, there are a lot of films which have been created using phones. Okay, right? They're mounted on different devices that allow for you to pan, zoom in, and to even frame as subjects are moving. But it's really about the person who is shooting that. It's all about that. Man, um, just so you know, we're chilling in 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 Ernst's car, right? <laughs> it's, it's, it's although it's sort of humid outside, it's, it's getting really hot in here. Yeah, so yeah. Just just to close it off, um, at the end of the day, so like weddings, weddings, but what are you working towards now? Like going on Kumbiri 2018, it's a fresh new year and stuff. Oh, okay. No, wait, hold that thought. Yeah. Before that, yeah. Who would you want to shoot? Like, what opportunity are you like? Is there like this person whose whose photo should you want to do? Who would be that one person? A one person I'd like to shoot hmm. for whatever reason, like whether it's like a wedding or it's like a baby pictures or if it's a nude shoot. Would you ever do a nude shoot? <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a totally different genre. That's um, that's a totally different. Genre so you never that, do nude shoot. That I'd like to believe. I don't think that's even allowed here. I'm just saying, that's not even allowed here. Mm. Um, wow, that's actually an interesting question. I've never had someone who I've actually wanted to shoot to say like, this is the person I'd love to shoot because with each person comes a different narrative. I, I love to believe that you learn someone's character and you sort of like fall in love with the story that they're trying to say because, mm. you know, it's all about celebrating ourselves. That's mm. what photography is about. Why would our parents and people in the previous generations even bother to go to a studio? Mm. It was about celebrating a moment, an achievement or something mm. and freezing that time to speak to generations in the future. Yeah. So I've never really had someone where I'm like, I'm chasing after this person, I want to shoot them. But I've always wanted to shoot someone who has a story. For me, that's where I actually get my high from. 
and your most memorable picture that the whole country, the one picture that you think the whole country kind of knows. Mm, recent times, I think it was the image of Mikasa uh, when they finished the performance uh, and um, they hoisted the flag of Zimbabwe and they sort of like just fist pumped, man. It oh, was, yeah. It was, it was, it was just phenomenal. Those, this flag days. It was, it was uh, exactly. Isn't it when Jonathan wanted to ban them to come <laughs> to the country? Pretty much, pretty much. That was, was your actually, picture. It was, that was my photograph. Mm. Um, it was quite phenomenal for me because these are international stars mm. and they'd graced Bulawayo mm. and they did a very simple act which was highly inspiring mm. so for me whenever I look back at that picture its composition just keeps on re-inspiring me to say young people of Zimbabwe this is your narrative this is your time share who you are with people out there and show them that this is who we are going to become I mean we need to celebrate ourselves we need to share what our narrative is all right, so now back to the question. Now going into the future, mm-hmm. what's up for Ernst Makina? Well, it's still the same motto. Yeah. Still all about the conversations, yeah. inspiring people, mm-hmm. and looking for growth, looking for progress. Yeah, that's what it's all about. You come, Presley, for people from Harare like you, people from. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying we're both switching. Yes, we are. Yeah. We're doing this for the culture. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, like, where can people get your get book you, hire you, and and or just look at your creations online. Okay, okay. So um, the site's actually under construction right now. Watch I out noticed. for makina.co.zw. Mm. Um, there's quite a lot of work that has been put. We're still packaging stuff up mm. so that we come in, I don't want to call it the correct dimension, but in the different capacities that we're capable of. Mm. Because the challenge of being a creative is that you sort of like suffer from a period of discovering yourself. Mm. And there's a whole lot of that confidence to say, okay, this is what I feel is what I'm good at or what I'd like to specialize in. Mm. So I've, I think I've finally arrived there mm. and watch out for the different things that we're capable of beyond just photography. And mm. that's what 2018 is looking like. So so given that social media, mm-hmm. uh, what way do people find you? What Social media, okay, so it's Ernest McKenna on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That's where most of my storytelling McKenna with a images. C-K-I-N-A. Yes, that's E-R-N-E-S-T-M-A-C-K-I-N-A. Ernest okay, McKenna. Like Mac- <laughs> McKenna. Uh. So that's uh, on Instagram. And on Twitter, it's at EnestMac54, E-R-N-E-S-T-M-A-C-5-4. And on Facebook, that's NS McKenna Photography. That's where you're going to find all of the work that we have. Power, man. Thanks so much for, Thank you. Thank you for giving the us time at a short notice. I'm super yeah. happy. Like, <laughs> Blawayo is standing up so high. Stand up. Hey, come on, man. Come on. Stand up. <laughs> <laughs> right, so if you listen to Dada and the other guys, and uh, make sure you like the Facebook page and know the jazz. You know, come on. Come on. All right. Later. <laughs> Okay, so first time. What are you saying? (laughs) So it's my first time on the mic today, and I feel okay. No, no, let me be serious. Um, hi guys. (laughs) Thank you to those who are chewing very loudly. Um, it's not distracting at all. Um, (laughs) but no one even offered me anything. Like, it's not a problem. This is food. What are you saying? No one asked for a comment. You came late to the mics. So now we can't even have a normal show. Anyway. Okay. Anyway, so at last part, uh, winter vibes are coming. There's a few new menu items, you know, winter warmer, what, what, things that are coming up. End of the month. End of the month. I'm not going to say what they are. You're going to have to come and check them out. Wega. 
and also just like a couple exercises. Why are you, why are you looking at me like that? Because you're trying to keep, you're trying, you're doing an equivalent of a, what is it called? Clickbait. No, not even. Legit, legit. I'm not clickbaiting. <laughs> anyway. Don't want to reveal what it is now. You will see it online. The surprise. She gets it. But anyway, this has been a very interesting... Oh, anyway, but I want to do a minute of wokeness that has nothing to do with the spot. Okay, so I cut my hand the other day. <laughs> Funny enough, at the uh, spot. <laughs> um, and then I've been watching my, my, my wound heal. Actually, that did, okay, this was a long time ago, so I'm not going to say watching. I watched my wound heal. And then in my mind, I'm like, you know, sometimes life really screws us over. And you're like, oh shit, this hurts. And then it starts to heal and you want to pick at it, but then it's not fully healed. So I just learned, let everything just happen in its own time. When it's ready to come off, the, the scab literally just falls off by itself. And it looks like brand new, it actually is a brand new skin that's under there. Mm. I hope you get it. Do you get it? I get it. Yeah, I've been holding on to that one for a few months, actually. Oh. <laughs> That's how anyway. it's done, baby girl. Thank you guys so much for listening to 99 The Other Guys. It's been great. I'm Nyasha Natasha Timbeza on Facebook. Yes, Nyasha.Timbeza on Instagram. Nyasha underscore Timbeza on Twitter, which I hardly use. And then Lispot, obviously, on Instagram and Facebook. Miss Miri? Okay, I have been Miss Miri. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Happiness Chaser, on Facebook, Mirinya Kudzuka, and you can follow my blog, The Bits and Banter Series, or you can look for mirinyakudzuka.wordpress.com. You were like passing the mic like some young. Pass the stick, yeah. We're yeah. passing the mic around like that today. But I was thinking more of like super, you know. I thought that too. Yeah, yeah. At least no one's talking about weed, right? Anyway, Musa. Oh yeah, sorry, Musa's chewing. Sorry, what is this chewing to the mic so the people can? Um, um <laughs> you can find me on um, on Twitter at Mopaniwem Junkie. Yeah, that's me, Tichochete. Shandino da. All right. Um. So, um. Yeah. 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 So, guys, if it's the first time listening to the show, all right. This is a very different way we did the show today. So listen to all the other episodes everywhere. And if you are listening to us from iTunes, just drop a review. You know, it helps a lot. It really does. I actually don't know how, but it does. So <laughs> no, 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 no. So it actually helps us so that we, when people search for Zimbabwean podcast, ours can come up as one of the first ones in the list. So, yeah. so you know, we really like talking to you. And shout out to all the people who've listened to this episode. Shout out to Ernest McKenna. Shout out. Shout out to Tariro. Hey, shout out to Tariro. Yes. No. If it's Tariro Dimshonga, no, no shout out to <laughs> Shout out to Tariro so, Oh, yeah. So we're, we're like planning on great content um, and stuff coming on. So listen to all the episodes before and all the episodes that come from now. So it's Nina and the other guys and figuring out life in 30 or so minutes. Bye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, 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 sorry. Nook Nation on Twitter and, and Nook Na- the Nook Nation on Facebook and on now online on every social media platform. I wish I had like a, like a, a like tagline, like, be blessed and be blessed, but I don't. Be blessed and be I don't know if it's like, I'm seeing this as an example, as a tagline. Like a tagline, like a, like a tagline. I'm just saying, I don't have the tagline. Like, goodbye and foot tag. No. That's fat. That's fat but anyway, guys. All right, take care, guys. Take care, take care. Bye-bye. Maspaga. Bye. Stop it! And now. Capital 263.